0: It's a pleasure to welcome to the microphones of the Let's Go Eat show. We haven't done a recording of the Let's Go Eat show for a while, have huh? we, Dick Clark? Uh, Dick Clark is here, my producer and, uh, and and faithful sidekick and wingman. And, Dick, you know, you're always free to, to jump in on the uh, interviews. You don't do it too much. Well, it's because one of the first episodes we did... You told me very specifically that I was supposed to be producing and not. I did chiming. Yes. Oh. Well, so I, I'm trying to be a good producer well, and not <laughs> jump in just so that the flow keeps well, going. Okay. Uh, with- well, Dick, if I said that, it must be true. So shut up. Okay. <laughs> <Fair enough>. no, <laughs> thank you. No, I don't. I don't remember saying that because you're. Feel free to chime in if you like. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, today we're here at the Daily, of course, 222 South Main Street in downtown Salt Lake. Uh, a terrific. Establishment owned by one of the best chefs uh, in town, uh, Ryan Lauder, and uh, come into the Daily. It's here for breakfast and lunch and uh, brunch on Saturday and Sunday, uh, and they do a lot of takeaway food. You know, it's you where you can, if you work downtown, you can run in, grab something, and be on your way. You can call ahead and order. I think you can fax or you know uh, email your orders and stuff like that, and just come in and grab it and go. So uh, here we are uh, doing an interview today with Caleb Perry. Uh, hi, Caleb. Hi. Caleb is the owner. I like to call him. You're an. I think you're an empresario. <laughs> you are the. I'll you, take whatever title you want to give me, Bill. Of the Zigfeld Theater in Ogden, Utah, and um, and you think what? A theater in Ogden, Utah, the Zigfeld Theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's how could that be? It, it, this is a professional theater company. I guess we can't say it's professional because it's not an equity house. Well,
1: you know, it's interesting making that distinction. But for us, we pay our actors. So you it's do pay, it, yeah.
0: Everybody yeah. gets paid, so that makes it professional. Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you ever done? Uh, you can get something like a it's called a Lort contract, I think. And so we've done.
1: Uh, we've had a few people kind of with a, uh, with equity contracts sneak under and just say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. if I get caught, it's Fine, but I just, you know, you shouldn't be admitting yeah, that. I know. <laughs> well, I'm not giving names, yeah. but but uh, but no, it uh, it just it gets so pricey and it gets so uh, difficult. That's another of the, layer
0: of bureaucracy, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's something we're looking to go equity in the future. Uh, really, it's actually what we're building towards. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're ramping up and you know, building our our professional uh, theater and mm-hmm. our.
0: Yeah, I now the reason I came, came to know, I mean, I'd heard of Caleb, I'd heard of the Ziegfeld, and, but uh, uh, the reason I uh, know something about it now is because I'm in a show that the Ziegfeld is producing. It's the Rocky Horror Show, and I've come to find out that this is a top-notch theater organization. Thank you. Uh, We're going to get into your story and how you got to be there and where you are. But I would tell you this about my experience. Uh, Your director, Eb Madsen, uh, reached out to me just out of the blue one time. It was via email and said, we're doing this production of Rocky Horror in, in Ogden at the Ziegfeld Theater. Would you like to maybe be the narrator? I thought, well... I hadn't acted for a while, and I like doing it whenever I get the chance. I, okay, so I went and met with Ebb. But, you know, in the back of my mind was, do I really want to do this because it might just be shitty? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know what I, I, know, I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I, you know, here I am. I'm going to be in this production, and there are all these little amateur kids trying to do Rocky Horror Show. This cult classic, this yeah. thing, this in a theater in Ogden of all places. But I went and I watched some of the people who you had, who Ab had hired to put in the play and people that you know and I went oh this is going to be okay yeah. these people are good they know what they're doing <laughs> and as it turns out it's an, an incredible I sit on the stage for the whole play um, as the narrator I have a few things to say I keep shortening out a little bit Dick and I don't know what's in my head probably just the headphones um, so, uh, so I so I have the opportunity to just sit there and watch and these, I don't think there's a person over 30 except me on the stage. Most of them are in their yeah. 20s. Yep. Yep. And they are incredibly talented. It's yep. astonishing. Yep. Astonishing how good they are. I can't believe the vocals are what yep. blow me away on this show. Yeah, they're great. Uh, they're they're great dancers. The, the kid who plays Brad, one of the leads, is also the choreographer. Yep. It, and the choreography is really good. It's yep. just... I don't know how, where he got that training. He has a feel for it though. And he does, he's done, he's, he's
1: done a lot with us over the years. Um, uh, Brian Andrews is his name. He's a phenomenal choreographer. Um, you know what uh, it's it's one of our philosophies we live by is is push mm-hmm. you know why, why settle for you know a non-complicated dance move when you can have something really unique and fun and so
0: we push and we we learn and we we do it uh it's he does, he's great everything anyway but let's let's so let's uh, leave that for the moment and go to uh talking about just how the hell this all happened in ogden utah <laughs> it's where i grew up and as i've said to you before i know a lot of people who've tried to do theater in ogden uh, outside of the university setting there's good there uh, there used to be when i was when i was (coughs) weber state the theater department was excellent i don't know if it still is uh i've seen a few things there and they've been pretty good yeah um so, but that's where theater was. As yeah. was at school, at yep. the at Weber, then some in the high schools. But but pretty much that was it. People try to start theater companies here and there, but they just it's just hard to do. And yet now here you have Ziegfeld Theater going on how many years? Seven. This our we started in uh, 2012. Okay, seventh uh, year, uh, and uh, you are producing high quality work. Uh, You pay your people, as we've established, which is pretty unusual. well, I shouldn't let go by, too. There is another theater company in uh, Ogden that's com- doing pretty good. Yeah. Good good company theater. Good company. Yeah. And they and I've heard, that I have not seen them, but I've heard they do really quality stuff, too. They do absolutely amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, a good
1: friend of mine uh, from my past in theater, uh, Alicia Washington, who I also went to Weber State with, mm-hmm. Both of, both of us kind of came out and graduated around the same time and both started you know professional theater companies. Alicia's focus is different. She focuses on you know smaller, very very well acted um, intimate, mm-hmm. amazing theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, my wife and I try to get out and see everything that they edgy do. Edgy kind of stuff. Yeah, a little more edgy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily her purpose,
0: but it tends to be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but man, it's amazing stuff. Now, now the Ziegfeld, you guys are uh, for the most part fairly mainstream. You, you, yeah. You do fa- so, uh, so let's, uh, uh, Caleb Perry, Ogden-born kid, right? Pre- Layton. Pretty much. Yeah. That, yeah. Same <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, yeah. North <laughs> about is all the same, right? Yeah, pretty much <laughs> until you get to Brigham City, and then things get weird. <laughs> yeah, starting in Brigham, things start getting weird in Brigham City, and then the further north <laughs> you go, it's just like Ugh. <laughs> uh But uh, uh, so, so you you you've lived in Ogden, uh, late in Ogden area all your mm-hmm. life. You go to school at a uh, late in high school or? Yep, I did
1: uh, late in high drama. Um, that was really fun. It was great. Um, and then I, uh, I went for. Uh, an associate's degree in Rock Springs, Wyoming, um, which is oddly enough where, you know, there's this podunk little theater up there. They had oil money, um, mm-hmm. and they, they gave me pretty much a full ride, so I didn't have to pay for school, so I thought, all right, fine, cool, I'll go And it's associated and, with a the school, the, the theater is? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, Western Wyoming Community College is the name of it, mm. um, and they had this little budding program there, and mm-hmm. and the guy at the time was trying to run BYU Wyoming, mm-hmm. and so that. That presented its own yeah. set of interesting challenges. But um, but for the most part, it was this great place where... You know the theater department was so small and tight knit. Mm-hmm. There were about twenty or thirty of us, and most of us lived on campus, which mm-hmm. was a stone's throw from the theater. And yeah. so we spent two mm. years essentially incubating together mm-hmm. in in doing art. And some of my best friends, and later business partners, and confidants, and my wife, and so many people came out of that random little experience we had
0: there in uh, in in mm-hmm. nowhere Wyoming. Is that is that why the uh, guy who's Playing Frank, uh, uh, Jeremy, he, he, he's from Wyoming. Is not he? He is. Uh, oh, Mon- or Montana. Uh, he is. He's from Wyoming. He's uh, from Wyoming. Yep. He right. went to
1: Laramie, I think, for school. So did you have uh, some connection there? Or no, just? I met. I only met Jeremy about a year ago, about mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. He's he fabulous. Oh, he's amazing.
0: So, so Kale, and then you went to, after the associates. You went to Weber after that. Or? Yes, uh, mm-hmm. snuck a uh, LDS mission in
1: between, uh, and then uh, landed at Weber State University. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife. Wife came there with me, a slew of our friends from Western. <laughs> kind of i i kind of landed there first and said hey this is great everybody and we all hit Mm -hmm. and uh the department there was absolutely amazing it was kind of the last years of jim christian uh,
0: oh i know jim yeah he i i think i interviewed him on a podcast yeah i did on this podcast some years ago he's a talented fabulous man he's a and a really nice guy yeah he's amazing Mm -hmm. he's absolutely amazing guy um
1: but yeah um so yeah uh went to Weber for a little bit and it was pretty much right after graduation that you know after I graduated with my degree in musical theater uh as did my wife mm-hmm. um and uh it was pretty it was pretty dang quick it was about a year Start later the theater then. we started the theater
0: yeah so why so Caleb Perry uh he, why the theater where you have a background your family has a background right he, yes so I was about five
1: or six. Um, my my dad had uh, made. You know, they were in the same same ward as uh, Bev and Blaine Olsen <laughs> and uh, I was just a little kid but uh, Bev is very theatrical she was doing all the road shows, she helped out with um, creating Rogers Memorial, well at the time Pages Lane, Pages which, Lane Theater in Layton, in uh, Centerville Centerville, which same then, thing
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah um, you know Pages Lane then turned to Rogers Memorial mm-hmm. then turned to what we now know as Centerpoint Legacy Theater, she had kind of a hand in in the beginning of that and wanted to do her own deal. And my dad happened to be a general contractor, so she bought that old the Terrace Plaza Playhouse. It was an old Smith building, um, Smith's food store, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. in Washington Terrace. Right,
0: I remember. I still I remember it being a still when it was a grocery store. Still, I think, yep. yeah, And they they turned that into the Terrace Playhouse. Yep, yep. And so I was about five or six,
1: and you know, swinging a hammer, helping out, and mm-hmm. it just kind of fell natural that I would stay there
0: and do shows. Now, did your dad say, wait a minute, boy, you're supposed to be a general contractor. You're not supposed to be in the theater. <laughs> no. We just uh, build the stage. You don't act on it. <laughs>
1: you know, no, my dad was an actor before I was. Really? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. My my parents had started, they caught the theater bug in the late 80s with Bev doing, uh-huh. doing road shows. Stupid. I mean.
0: Do they do road shows anymore? I keep I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope they not. They were pretty stupid.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, so yeah, my parents both started doing theater, and that mm-hmm. was kind of the thing. They they wanted to do theater, too, and mm-hmm. now I was there. And um, I'm youngest of six, uh, four sisters, one brother. Six kids. Oh, my yeah. God.
0: Welcome to Utah. Your, your dad must have been a fairly successful contractor to take care of all of that. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. Anybody else uh, go into the
1: theater of your siblings? Uh, My brother. So it was my parents and my brother and I um, that really started doing theater What's your brother's name? Uh, Jeff. Jeff Perry. Um, And he comes into play later, too, with with the Zig. It's his wife that actually runs. Kristen Perry, who runs all of our uh, kids stuff, all of our youth programming, Uh is is run by Kristen. Mm -hmm. And that's been amazing. It's been Mm -hmm. awesome. But anyway... uh, but, yeah, so we spent years at the Terrace doing theater as a family. Mm-hmm. It was really, really fun. Yeah. You know, we I just—I remember being a teenager. My brother is nine years my senior. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he would cart me around. I was the cute little brother to all of his little, you know, every show you have a different fling in every mm-hmm. show. And mm-hmm. I was i was the wingman. So. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cute little brother. You yeah. know? Uh,
0: isn't he cute? Hey, you want to go <laughs> sit in the car for a while? He'll stay in here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, yeah, I played a lot of pool with uh, yeah some mm-hmm. older ladies. Uh, and so you did, act, and you acted, and uh, did all that. And did, did, did uh, you? Uh, what are some of the What are some of the memorable parts you did at the terrace? I saw oh, some man. plays at the Terrace Playhouse because my son Dylan, who you know, uh-huh. yep. was was in a, a lot of those, and he had the bug too. Yeah, I always I ended up being second man on the right there, mm-hmm.
1: continually uh, carrying you know. the spear. Yeah, exactly. Holding the hero's coat. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think some of my favorite, I, I remember I was, I was like 14 and I got cast as a brother in Joseph and that was a big deal for me, you know, and I, I got one of the solos and that was exciting mm-hmm. and played, um, a few other minor roles there as time went on, you know, mm-hmm. RPAD and she loves me. If you know that show, mm-hmm. it's a really fun show mm-hmm. and. Played a lot of different roles there. and But as soon as I hit high school, I realized, like, oh, you know, I'm going to be here for three years. I've got good talent. Let me hit this hard. And so in high school, I played... Lots and lots of great roles. Mm-hmm. Um, you really really went after it. Yeah yeah, I was able, I got to play Valjean in Les Misérables mm-hmm. and that was really fun. And I um, actually played it down at the Sierra in uh, Orem as well. Um, they were doing it one summer, and so I made the drive every day to from Ogden to.
0: You went you went and auditioned for it and yeah, got it. And,
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah, so I played Valjean down there as well, um, mm-hmm. and that was really fun. And but yeah, through high school I got to play lots of different roles and had a lot of fun in high school and I was always in I was always in shows <laughs> I, I figured it out one day until I was about 22 until the day I went on my mission I was never in... Less than you know a show at least, mm-hmm. and typically two to five at a time. You know, juggling Jeez. rehearsals yeah. and
0: uh, you know, Of course, you always have to ask when somebody says, "When I went on my mission, where'd you go?" England, England. Birmingham. Was Bo- that nice? Birmingham? No, I hated it.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole. Uh, that's a whole other podcast, I think, Bill. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> that's about about your your steps away yeah, from from yeah. the predominant faith, but yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. It happens. Uh, so so, uh, college, then Western and you met your wife at West at Western yeah I met her at at Western is Um, she a she a a Wyoming girl no no uh she
1: she she would be very offended to hear that Um,
0: (laughs) I just asked I didn't I didn't (laughs) claim sure Bill sure Bill yeah (laughs) Yeah. uh no she uh I've seen
1: her in action I don't want to mess with her (laughs) (laughs) she grew up in uh Vegas Las Vegas girl Mm -hmm. so uh yeah and then uh she came to Utah kind of right as, she didn't come until she graduated high school, her parents kind of moved at the same time, and then she ended up at Western, Mm. uh, uh, up in Rock Springs, Mm -hmm. so, but you know, it, I was really fortunate when we met, Um, I had a girlfriend at the time, so I wasn't looking for romance, which was great, because she was not looking for that in Mm -hmm. me at all, Mm -hmm. Um, she, uh, (laughs) anyway, you were just friends, yeah, that's a great way to say that, yeah, Yeah, she she didn't want anything to do with me romantically, that's Mm -hmm. for sure, um, but uh, but it was great, so we became best friends, mm-hmm. and that was amazing. And our our second year, she became our resident assistant and moved in next door, and she was kind of and all the of dorms, our sure. yep yep mm-hmm. of course. And so she was all our our fifth roommate, mm-hmm. and and that's when we absolutely fell in love. All of a sudden something happened. Yeah, yeah, you know. Wait a minute. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Yeah. And of course it was right before we left, you know, and so we left from there, but we, you know, we did the classic. We are our story is very romantic bill we we sent uh, tapes every week to each other oh my god we served missions at the same time she was in oh. portugal i was oh in my england god. and we would send i know right Dick's, i know Dick's heart is breaking with
0: <laughs> romance here <laughs> well it's mostly because i tried to do that with a girl on my mission oh no and it did not go the way that you're describing <laughs> right so yeah
1: yeah oh no yeah it it was kind of crazy we really you know when when we were leaving she looked at me and she she said, um, you know, I'm going to be home before you because women aren't, mm-hmm. aren't equipped to serve as long as men. Yeah, they're not tough enough. So, um, <laughs> But uh, she, uh, she said, you know, I'm going to be home for a while, so I'm going to be married by the time you get here. And I just smiled and I said, okay, all right, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was very quickly into the process we felt really, you know, we already were head over heels, but... It kind of sealed the deal.
0: It's it's uh, pretty amazing too that you now you're not only life partners with kids and Uh all of that, but you're business partners as well. Absolutely, that's a hard goddamn thing to do with a spouse. You know, it's interesting because I hear that I
1: and I and I get that, but for some reason it I feel like it would be harder.
0: Without. Well, it works for you somehow. Right. I remember yeah. one time years ago trying to direct my then wife in a, in a scene for an acting class. <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> Why are you always telling me what to do? I'm the director. <laughs> it's my you job. Know. Well, I don't, I, would just, I don't think it should go that way. <sighs> okay, I'm really glad I asked you to do this. <laughs> Thanks for helping me you know, out, honey. Yeah, so it was just—it was just terrible. I couldn't stand <laughs> oh, it. I, I just—I said—I said I will never, ever. I will never work professionally with my spouse on anything if I can possibly <laughs> help it. And I've tried to <laughs> stay that way because it's just not. It's just uh, anyway. Oh, I forgot to tell you too before we go on with your life. The I should, because we're not going to go back to Rock Springs. So I always have to tell my Rock Springs joke. Ooh, whenever. all right, let's. Hear. I have a Rock Springs joke for you. You know what the two most beautiful sights in Wyoming are? don't you? No. The Teton Mountains and Rock Springs in your rearview mirror. <laughs>
1: Uh, you have no idea.
0: Uh, well, I only know that because I've known a lot of people who've lived there for a time, and literally. they say it's pretty tough to live there. It's funny you say that because literally
1: the day we drove away from that horrid experience, <laughs> we, my wife bawled, and we all just were so happy, tears of joy to be done, you know. Yeah,
0: I mean, you enjoyed your experience there, but of glad course, to be out of that of town. Of course, of yeah.
1: course, yeah. No, yeah. we had a great time. But.
0: So you you come, you go to school, you go to Weber, uh, and then you decide as you graduate from Weber State in musical theater. Yeah, I have a BS degree in make believe. <laughs> <Yeah>. that's <laughs> well, a joke. And, and, so that's Eb Matson's joke. I should. Uh, and BS sure. goes quite a long ways to add to that joke. Uh, it, it, wh- and did you did you think? Well, let's start a theater now. Is that or what were you we going to do with all of that? Uh, this is where.
1: This is where uh, you know. Back up a little bit to my history at the Terrace. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was about fifteen years old, there was an old uh, improv troupe that was playing there. Uh, Mission Improvable, uh, Andrew Noise. Back in the day, mm-hmm. they started at Rogers, and then they came up. Well, that was my first experience to that kind of you know, an improv show, mm-hmm. and they and uh, so I really caught the bug there, and I I. I decided I wanted to do improv mm-hmm. and I also knew that I was not funny enough to get cast anywhere and so I and to seal that deal I went out to Quick Wits and kind of hung out there for about six months and I realized I wasn't uh, maybe up to snuff. Quick Wits is the one it's here with, uh, with it, Bob Bedore just yes, down the road. Yeah, Bob who's playing the narrator uh, mm. as well with you mm. and uh, uh, but at the time they had a spot up in Clearfield ah. um, and uh, Jake Plummer Jack Diamond uh, at the time was there and anyway uh, to make a long story short I decided well I've got a venue that the owners are like grandparents to me so why don't I go talk to them about doing an improv show Mm. so that I can play improv so uh, I did that uh, started off-the-wall comedy improv Mm -hmm. um, that was about 2001 and so we did that. We had a standing Friday night show, Friday night, 1030 improv show. So it
0: was after whatever regular production they were doing at the Terrace. Exactly. And that puppy just grew. How it did that become? It grew and grew. Do you not know, have any, it was just all word of mouth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It was before, I mean, I remember we had a, a MySpace page for mm-hmm. a minute, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when that was a thing. But yeah, it was before social media, it was before everything. And it really was, it was, It. I remember we would hand out business cards because they were cheap. They mm-hmm. were cheaper than and get a black and white business card. I had an artist friend of mine draw a microphone on a thing and make Mm -hmm. me a little logo, and on we went. And we would pass those suckers out. Uh, If you brought it back, we'd give you a dollar off just so we could see what was happening, if anything was
0: happening. Now, I saw one of these that, uh, again, my son was, he was kind of the... uh, the, uh, announcer, the, he doesn't, MC, MC, he didn't participate in the sketches so much as, as introduce them and, and, and sort of tell people what was going on. Was that the same group? So it's funny you say
1: that, that, that group came later. So I, I, uh, you know, improv, improv sagas can go on and on and on and on, mm-hmm. but basically kind of what happened is a lot of the guys from, uh, Quick Wits ended up coming over and, and performing with us, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, they then leapfrogged me years later, but that's, that's mm-hmm. another podcast too, but, um but so yeah so we found these guys and they were really good a lot of them had been doing improv for a long time and Mm so uh we threw the troupe together but uh years later i called on uh you know some of those people the kapatnov brothers that Mm -hmm. worked with dylan Mm -hmm. in in their uh laughter struck i think it
0: was at the high school yeah and uh i think that's where i saw it at the high school and it was it was late at night Uh uh-huh and it was probably after a show that they were doing a high school production and then it was something afterwards And i remember going there late at night and being amazed that it's 1030 at night and there's a high school auditorium full of people <laughs> to see an improv show. I'm going, what? Right. How'd this happen? Yeah. Okay. And it, it was, was pretty good. Yeah. It was good. You know, they were talented and funny and, you know. Yeah. It was
1: The improv thing was an interesting thing. It's something, you know, it, it could talk more on it, but I feel like it's, I feel like since the death of uh, uh, Whose Line, it's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that. It's not as popular as it was? Not as well attended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the high school kids aren't watching Whose Line going, oh, let's go to that show. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, they're not doing that so mm-hmm. much. So, but uh, but yeah, so uh, that that kind of started things was off the wall, and you know we just do a split with the door, and so so you made money doing it. Yeah, I kind of I joke that you know in all of all of where I am today started with a thirty-five dollar investment in a couch from the DI, and. <laughs> That's kind of
0: how I joke <laughs> about it, you know. We well, we, but it's it's really kind of true. Yeah. I mean, a financial, advo- but uh, but it had you had to have a lot of talent sitting their asses on the couch.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, as as things went on, um, that grew, and you know, my family would kind of step in and run it while I was on my mission, and I mean, really, the show ran without a hitch for about twelve plus years. Really. Yeah. Mm. And uh, when I got home from my mission, uh, my wife and I got married, and and so she. That's kind of when we officially. Started doing things as a business partner mm-hmm. partnership, and uh, she helped me put together more marketing. and Of course, social media was around, and all of a sudden, you know, we went from 150 average to over 200 average every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was cooking, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, we kind of looked at the situation and said, You know, we might need our own venue, mm-hmm. it might behoove us to have our own venue. And you know, ever since I got involved with theater at a young age, I'd always wanted. A theater like that was always my end goal Mm -hmm. and um one of the amazing powerful things about my wife is don't tell her what you want she'll get it for you really oh yeah that's That's good that's cool. it is it's amazing and that and that's what happened Uh, essentially you know that we
0: found that old building it was the country club theater the country club movie theater in ogden downtown ogden uh 40th and washington uh i when i was a kid i saw movies there uh, I think they were. It was already probably a second-run movie theater, so uh, mm-hmm. and it would show like John Wayne westerns, and my grandfather liked those. So, and it was like a buck to see him; it was cheap. So we'd go see the westerns there and. But, but interestingly enough, it's where we are doing the Rocky Horror show. The first time I ever saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show, the movie, was in that theater. It was the first. It was the first theater to play Rocky Horror Picture Show in Ogden. Yeah, I, they've done it. They've showed it other places in Ogden since then.
1: Yeah, it. Uh, they actually play it at the Egyptian Theater right downtown every year now. Oh, do they? Yeah, they do a. They do you know a big fan mm-hmm. showing. Do it like just for one or two nights or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah.
0: Are they g- going to do it again? I would. Assume yeah. Yeah, in
1: fact, I think this year they grew into two nights. Mm-hmm. So it's coming That's, up. This
0: is kind of an interesting lead-in to that. If if you have if you've never seen the uh, movie, it might be interesting to see the stage play first and then go to the movie. Yeah. They're yep. they're they're different, although the same. They're they're sort of basically the same, but um so, some differences in how they're put together. Yeah, Dick. My question, do you guys throw shoes and everything at the stage play? I'm I'm
1: genuinely curious. Do, no, that got, I, Audience participation in the yes, hundred percent. Okay, uh, you know we're, we uh, we put together some prop bags uh, for the audience to buy. We're doing it as a fundraiser, um, you know, for our kids camp, um, and so they, um, sorry, youth program, <laughs> youth program, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and yeah, they've got a lot of stuff. So we scaled down. I mean, there's not, there's no hot dogs in there. Mm-hmm. You know, let's not pelt no squirt guns. Yeah, no squirt guns. Uh, But he got a nice bell to ring and some uh, tissue paper to throw and glow sticks. And Mm -hmm. uh, the clappers are really fun. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, but, yeah, it's fun. And then... um, our director, Eb. Uh, Eb, he sits in the
0: back and does all the shout outs. So what's interesting is when you see the movie uh, now with the audience participation, there is someone there, the interlocutor or whatever they call him, and he's a guy who sort of leads, he sort of stands to the side of the screen and leads the shouts and the all of that. Uh, with this, Eb does the same thing, but he's an audience heckler. And he just sits back there and says, and yells out the same lines every night and gets, as, as least as many laughs as anybody seriously, does. and he's just, and he's just yelling lines from the and some he's made up uh, to have having to do with Ogden and, yep. and Utah. Well, and it's your job, kind of as
1: narrator, to encourage, you know, mm-hmm. hey, let's do the shout outs everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and, and get the audience doing things. So.
0: Well, actually, what I try to do is the minute they start shouting at me, say, "Oh, we'll have none of that," <laughs> you know. They, he's, and then they yell back at me again, and I, no, 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 no. It's uh, it's <laughs> it's fun. To to do it's uh, it's an interesting experience I think that's why Eb said we thought you would be pretty good at this because we uh, we know that you have to deal with hecklers all the time <laughs> it's true on the street I deal with hecklers I really do oh, man. Uh, so I want to get into the the whole uh, uh, history of the Ziegfeld Theater and what you've done and managed to do with it and how you have managed to do it but I think we're about out of time for this to- episode so we will uh, come back and do another one next week uh, so uh, let's do that. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that sounds great. And really, he's not going to come back next week. We're going to stop here and then we'll <laughs> record another episode because that's the kind of people we are. Don't destroy the reality, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. We'll be back next week. Uh, we'll troop in here and set everything up again next week. Right, Dick? Right. Yeah. Well, it's really just so that we can heckle Bill off Well, yeah. Mic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. You know, feel free. Feel exactly. free. Uh, <laughs> all right. My guest uh, for this half of the show uh, has been Caleb. Perry, he is the director, owner, empresario of the. I think you should get business cards that say, say empresario. empresario. I just that's a great word. Uh-huh. I'm going to look up the exact definition. I was going to say I'd have to look it up first, Bill. It's it it, it it means the the well I'll look it up and beginning the show next week we'll uh, go with empresario perfect and we'll talk that's about perfect. what that yeah. is. Uh, thanks to the Daily for having us here. Uh, 222 South Main here in downtown Salt Lake. It's uh, a great place to come for coffee for lunch for for uh uh uh, morning stuff as well breakfast and they make all of their so much of the stuff in house they have these delicious cookies and, and cakes over there that they make here so it's the daily uh thank you dick clark for producing the show uh i'm bill allred we'll be back again next time but remember if you're pouring drinks always make mine a double